They're not, you can only count on probably one hand of how many projects are out there that want to help rug pull victims. Everyone's out there to make money and utility and blah, 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 blah. But there's no one thinking of the people that are actually getting scammed along the way. Last year, 2022, they lost $3.5 billion to scammers. 188,000 of them were rug pulls. That was last year. You wouldn't think there was that many, would you? Welcome to the Vault Podcast, the official podcast of Web3. On this show, we meet every week to discuss crypto, NFTs, and the metaverse with the experts building the future of the web. We have in-depth conversations to shed light on these new technologies and the people behind the innovations. If you're a founder, investor, or somebody looking to get started in Web3, this is the podcast for you. You can support this show by subscribing and following us on Twitter at vault 3 podcast we hope you enjoy this show welcome back everyone to the vault podcast this is episode 12 today we have alex here from rug labs and the project rug dolls um how are you doing today alex i'm brilliant thank you very much thank you for asking glad to be here i'm excited to tell you all about rug dolls and rug lab awesome man oh dude i just noticed the sweatshirt <laughs> do, you like it? Do, you have, do you have a merch do you have a merch site we do we do have a merchandise store and i can tell you a little bit about that later on uh, about how we're using the merchandise store to actually uh, out outreach our uh, extent to the public that maybe people that aren't into crypto, we're actually using it as a sort of a bit of a hook to try and help people get into crypto. So I'll tell you all about that later on. Perfect, man. Well, um, so, so tell us about rug dolls. Like, well, actually, before we even get into the project, how how'd you get how'd you get started with with NFTs? Because I know, uh, or just in the crypto space in general. So I started, I started in crypto, it's probably about three years ago. And like everyone else, I, I thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a fad, a bit of a, oh, what is crypto? What is all that? It's a, you know, it's all the dark web and all that. And this was the times when it was Shiba. That was, you know, Shiba was that sort of like the explosion that's kind of gripped quite a lot of people into crypto. You know, Elon Musk and going on Saturday Night Live, it sort of uh, it basically drew a lot of people in. So that gripped, that basically, a few of my friends from work said, oh, quick, Alex, get into Shiba. So I was like, what is this Shiba? What is it? So anyway, I got some, made a tiny bit of money, not a lot. I wasn't one of these guys who made millions on it, I wish. <laughs> but that then evolved into basically going more into crypto and more sort of researching it. And then I wasn't really into NFTs at all by then. I was just purely cryptocurrency, yeah. <laughs> you know. I was uh, I joined the groups. There was a group called In Rust We Trust, uh, you know, the guy who tells you all about these different coins and things. So I was following the groups all, uh, for about two years. Still not really making that much, to be fair, because I was like, say, I was getting, a lot of them that I was getting into, I was getting scammed on a few of them. And you probably know, like, say, this is all part of the foundation of the project which I've created. So fast forward to a, probably about a year ago, I got into a uh, got into a project called Shirio, which is basically a trading card game. Uh, so I'm, I'm a gamer at heart, so I got into Shirio, uh, and then they introduced me to card packs and NFTs, and I was like, what are these? So anyway, they re- introduced these uh, card packs. You could open them, and some of them were rare or not, whatnot. So um, I, I started finding these rare cards. I started selling them, and I was making about 0.55 Ethereum each of these rare cards, you know, and that was when Ethereum was three $3,000. It was like, wow, this is crazy. So uh, it was like, this is insane. So it's sort of got me more into NFTs rather than crypto because I was actually making more money on NFTs than I was previously on crypto. So 
before I got so after that, you know, I started looking more into NFTs. I got started getting into projects like uh, Zom NFT, Z- Zombie Social Club, uh, and all the different ones. And then with Zombie Social Club, they're actually building a metaverse, which then introduced me to another ten projects. So anyway, as you go along, you, you're still going on and on. And then, uh, like I say, it's, that's basically how I got into NFTs. You know, it's just a little bit from evolved from crypto. Well- I appreciate you going into that. You kind of you hit me a little hard. You hit me a little hard at uh, hard at home when when you mentioned Shiba. Um, I was like a couple years ago. Uh, I think this was uh, dude. This I, this pisses me off every time someone mentions mentions Shiba. <laughs> um, I was this was like when I was like I was pretty in crypto. Like this was like way before NFTs, like or before I was even even involved in NFTs at all, but. Um, this was like she, like there was like two hot meme coins that came out. It was Shiba and Safe Moon. Um, Safe Moon, if you listen to this, fuck you. Um, I I I went diehard uh, a diehard Safe Moon fan. I was like, no, nah, Safe Moon's going to the moon. Screw Shiba. I had like two. I was I'm down to put like two grand in some meme coins. I was like, I would, I, I was like, I was going to put a thousand in Shiba and a thousand in Safe Moon, and I was like. You know what? No, like Safe Moon's all the way. So I put both in, but both of it in in Safe Moon, and then I got rugged super hard. Lost like ninety nine percent of Safe Moon, and then Shiba, like a week later, um, shoots up like a million percent. And I'm like, oh my fucking god! I almost became completely set for life. And um, yeah, that's my that's my Shiba story. Oh wow, it's crazy. I think a lot of people have done that. Like I, I was in Shiba, and I say when you first come into crypto and you don't really understand much about crypto, you you chop you chop and change your your coins like the candy, don't you? You're just swapping them here there, and you don't actually uh, use the hodl. You don't hold. You just go, oh, I'll try that one. I'll jump to that one. Where really you should, you know, it teaches you a lesson. So I did that with Shiba. I was in Shiba when it was fifty thousand followers. And then I found a, another coin, and I went, oh, I'll sack Shiba, like yourself. No, it don't matter about Shiba, I'll get something else. And then, like I say, Shiba mooned, and you were just kicking yourself. And uh, another one, Saitama. Remember Saitama? Or Saitama, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, that bit, I don't know if you remember that one. So I was, at the time, I was really into a, a, a Japanese animation called uh, One Punch Man. And the main character is called Saitama or Saitama. It depends how you pronounce it. And uh, anyway, one, I was just scrolling through decks and I was looking. I thought, hey, there's a coin there with the, the same name as, you know, my favorite character. So I thought, I've got 180, £180 or that's about $200. You know what? I'll buy, uh, I'll buy, I'll, I'll buy a lot. So I've got three and a half trillion. So brilliant. Anyway, I was at the time having a newborn baby. Well, my missus was, not myself. <laughs> and then she was, she was like, get off your phone. <laughs> She was like, get off your phone, get off your phone. You're always on your phone on crypto. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to knock it on the head. I'll sell it all. So I looked at it. I thought, oh, it's £250, $300. I'll sell it. Anyway, that November, it would have been worth 280000 if I just held them £3.5 I couldn't believe it. It's insane. You just hear about it all the time. So it's basically, you always think crypto and NFTs, if you're not, if you're not sort of, uh, know much about it it's all about potluck sometimes isn't it so a bit of luck and a bit of uh but yeah it feels really good just knowing that you're just somebody else's exit liquidity 
Um, that's a great feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So. Oh man. So, uh, Alex, t- tell me a little bit of, about the team. Like, um, who are you working with? How, how many guys is behind like Rug, Rug Labs and the uh, the Rug Dogs project? Well, the Rug Labs is actually a fairly new concept that we're sort of uh, looking for in the future, but. I've based it all more on Rug Dolls. So Rug Dolls, we've got about, I think we've got 19 members now. There's me as a founder. In fact, I'll tell you how we started first, because then I can lead on to our team members. So as I was saying before, NFT world, you know, I was looking at all these different projects, and I found, I found one on OpenSea, Come Up Featured, uh, Voodoo's Club. I thought, looked at the art, I thought, as everyone, wow, that art, that's amazing. You know, I love the art. Jumped in there, like we do, ate straight in there. <laughs> And anyway, it turned out to be a rug pull. So because the art was so great, you know, I really, everyone loved the art, I tried to contact the owners to try and buy the contract off them. You know, I was like, let's continue this. It's a, lovely, it's a great project. But like, like any rug pull, you don't get in touch with them, do you? It's like, you know, it's a, it's a no-go. So I ended up creating my own server on Discord, pulling the community thread, like members, a few of them, like a handful of them that um, I knew were there, into this server. and then. You know, as, as I was trying to buy this contract, I was sort of updating them along the way and it never happened. So I just decided, I said to the guys, I said, you know what, let's, let's create our own, you know, because we were talk, obviously talking about rug pulls and what happens. And and we basically went over all, all our own experiences of what's happened in our crypto NFT lifetime. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, we said, let's just make a project which helps people who are getting rug pulled because there's not, there's not many out there. You know, you hear the main ones like Rug Pull Finder. You hear uh, there's a couple more whilst I've been doing this project that I've heard, but they're not, you can only count on probably one hand how many projects are out there that want to help rug pull victims. Everyone's out there to make money and utility and blah, 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 blah. But there's no one thinking of the people that are actually getting scammed along the way. And I've, I've actually prepared some figures for you guys. Um, again, like you say, so crypto investors last year, 2022, they lost $3.5 billion to scammers. So that's, you know, and 188,000 of them were rug pulls. That was last year. You wouldn't think there was that many, would you? <laughs> um, so that was on various blockchains, not just Ethereum. That's on BNB, uh, Ethereum. Uh, and then in 2022, yeah, Solano, Avalanche, all, all of them pretty much, you know, the, the, there's no rock that they don't climb under. Um, but, <laughs> but in 2022 it's seen an increase 20 percent compared to 2021 in scams which basically means there's more people realizing they can get away with it so they're doing it more so there's a lot there's a lot that's happening uh, another another statistic shows young people 20 to 40 are more susceptible can't even say that word susceptible to crypto scams um so like i say it's just it's just happening all the time um but yeah, it's just it's just one of them things that you need people. You know, it's there's a market. I, I hate to say it, but there is a niche market for projects like mine. Um, but anyway, going back to sorry, I'm diverting here about my team members. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we got we basically basically got into this Voodoo's Club. We got a server ourselves. I said to the guys, let's make our own project, and this is where the name came from. So rug because rug pulls and dolls because of voodoo club voodoo dolls. So we've put the names together and got rug dolls, and that's where we got the name from. Uh, so yeah, so we bet. So yeah, so like I say, got the members. I said to the guys, "What are you guys good at?" Turns out two of them were artists. 
like they were they were trying to do their own projects. So I said, "Why don't you come with us? We'll, we'll make our own art." So I got the artist. I got two guys who were community managers. Uh, a couple of people have left here and there. Was, ironically, one of my my collab, my collab manager at the time called Money Money. He basically got scammed, uh, and he just put him off crypto altogether. So he left us. But we've got a new we got Max now. Yeah. Well, he he got scammed in a bit of a different way. He got he actually gained access to there's a little application on your phone called Evernote. Have you seen that before? There's Evernote. He, he put all these passwords in real life and all these account numbers on there, and they managed to hack him and get onto his Evernote mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. take him for the lot. <laughs> so he's basically knocked it on the head. Oh man, yeah, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I was I was l- literally today um, before we jumped on this call. I was reading a, a Twitter thread. I forget who who was by. I think it was like NFT God or or somebody. Just just now on Twitter, I was reading this, and um, I think he had tried to like log into his MetaMask and entered his seed phrase, but there was malware on his computer that got his seed phrase and like drained his wallet. And I'm like, they're stepping it up when when it comes to like hacks now. Like they're they're finding really clever ways to hack you, um, which is it's insane. because we're unregulated. You just you know you don't get anywhere to turn, have you? So we've just got to basically look after each other. You know, it's the only way that we can really do it. Didn't we just, get, so, I'm sorry, didn't we just look at a statistic and like the amount of crypto that's been like stolen or like rugged within the last like six months has been, it's like something crazy. It's like, um, what was it again? Um, I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know it's like billions of dollars. Um, Jesus, I don't know. Every time there's like a solution, there's a new problem. And it's like, you know, the, the dog chasing the tail. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I even think like even even being unregulated, um, once the space becomes more regulated, I think maybe penalties would scare some scammers off. But some people are like really clever with like the, the blockchain. And because it's all digital, I think there's always going to be like a, a small percentage of people that are looking to take advantage of others. Possibly. Um, until like you know, I don't know. Maybe until like the education is out there, where it's just more beneficial to like stake or hodl a, a token or something like that, and like you'll get your money that way. You don't have to rip someone off. Um, I don't know, but maybe that's just me being an optimist. Yeah, it's uh, like I say it's uh, there's the the only you'll never be able to snap your fingers and stop rug pulls, will you? There's, you know, there's no no way of doing it. The only way we can do it is prevention is better than the cure, and prevention is basically education. So, you, you know, there's, if you educate as many people as you can, you know, don't click links, don't give your seed phrases out, don't do this, that and the other. You know, you will hopefully get uh, through to them. And with rug dolls, we're trying to find mediums of ways of rather just messaging people or telling people. We're actually trying to find fun ways to tell people so it actually sticks with them. And for new investors, they can actually, you know, it, they'll come into the space and rather than just doing it, they'll actually learn a little bit more about it. For me, I think with like rugs, it's a bit complex, right? Because it's like multifaceted. There's some projects that like have experienced FUD um, and like, you know, like the the prices take off, people well in, ape in, and then it starts tanking and everyone leaves, right? And there's some where like the founders promise all these crazy things, never live up to it, kind of go ghost after they, they make their money, which is like a what they call like a slow rug or a soft rug where they kind of just slowly fade away in the back. And then there's just outright scams, right? Where like after mint, they're taking their coins and they're like, they're gone. Um, so I, I think it's, it's a bit complex because 
for me, and I guess maybe Alex, you could uh, relate to this too. Like uh, me, me and Parker, we worked on an NFT project before in the past. And it's extremely stressful, right? Like trying to uh, live up to the promises, work with the team and build a lot of things. And I'm not exactly sure how the climate is now, but when we were doing this like a, a year and a half ago, when everyone was making insane money and like aping into projects, it was extremely difficult to like, you know, build a community and live up to the promises and the things you want to do because people didn't want to hear about, you know, the internal issues and the things that happen with teams. And they're quick to say, oh, this is a rug. And it's like, no, we're not rugging anyone. We're, we're trying our hardest, right? Um, so I, I do like to be fair to some founders, but I guess everyone kind of gets like put in this basket we're like uh, as ruggers, we're like, you know, some founders who, you know, get burnt out and just can't do it anymore with people that just outright scam. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can relate to that. You know, it is a lot of work and you wouldn't think how much work actually goes on in the, well, you guys do, but because you've done it, but a lot of people don't actually see the background effort that goes in, you know, like uh, uh, designing and creating your smart contract, doing your art, uh, doing the marketing, doing or you know, managing, man management, man, uh, man managing projects, you know, people, your team members. You know, we're doing different things. There's just so much going on. Then you've got in your back of your mind, how do I make my uh, NFTs more valuable for your community? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of different aspects that, there that sort of can, especially if you're younger as well. Well, actually, I can't be really ageist. Actually, it's, if you're not inexperienced, if you're inexperienced and you just all of a sudden take on a project and you think, wow, that's a lot of work. I can't do that. And spaces as well. You always have to be turn up to spaces. You know, it's it's a lot. Like at the minute, I'm doing. I, I, I do a full-time job. Um, I'm actually a, a workshop manager at a place called uh, Classic Motor Cars. It's a, it's a world-renowned classic, classic car restoration centre. You know, and I'm a pro- I, I do project managing there. That's what my, my skill is. I can project manage uh, people and, tell, and then identify skills in people that can then help delegate it to different tasks. Um, you know, so it's, uh, there's just so much that going there. But, you know, I do – sorry, I do that. Uh, I'm actually studying at the minute uh, university computer programming. So I'm doing. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to do that as well. Uh, I've got a one year. I've got a one year old son. Um, so I've got a young family. So there's a lot. There's a lot. But you know, I think if you get the right, I think I think the the, the trick is get the right people around you. Don't try and take it all on yourself. You know, I know a lot of people want to take the glory. Like I'm the founder. I've built this project. I get the money. Don't do that. It's all about spreading, being a team. That's what it's all about. You have a team member, you get the right people around you, you've got the right skills, or you can train them or move them, transfer them, you know, to the right place, then you will, you'll get a, a good formula for success. You know, like, like as we're speaking now, I've got two moderators that are amazing. They're actually like, you know, run the community, I've got two community managers because I know communities, I put the, the manpower into the community because they're the number one. You won't have a project without a community. So they're doing all that, and then you just got the right. As long as you get the right people, I think you 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 sort of take a lot of that weight off your off yourself. And again, I, I can't just say you can just click. You can't just magic these people out of the air because it's hard to find. I was quite lucky, really, because the people that, like I said at the start, who we got into this project and created it together, you know, we all sort of took on the responsibility. And I was just sort of like the glue, really. I'm sort of like the glue between it, where I've brought them together. 
Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting, right? Like you guys having that uh, that common interest, right? Like being in a project that rugged and kind of like um, you know going into another server and starting your own thing, but that being like the inspiration and the foundation. Um, I think that's 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 perfect. Like um, if anything, that's what came out of that project is the birth of rug dolls, and you know, uh, fingers crossed, you guys will be a, a billion times more successful than uh, Voodoo dolls. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I think they only made about. I think they run off with four Ethereum. I think that was it. No, I don't know what the point was. <laughs> so it's uh, you know, what's the point? Well, it's quick, quick cash for some people, isn't it? Well, you're definitely doing it right. Um, and the funny thing is, like, yeah, it, it, it the starting and like building an NFT project is like hard. Not just because like the the, the amount of work and the luck and like everything that goes into it. But there's no blueprint for it. Like, if you wanted to go out and start like a a tech company, there like there's a lot of like there's a, there's a blueprint around that on how to do something like that or a digital marketing company like that's been repeated before. And when you're starting an NFT project, you're you're kind of just jumping in and learning how to swim on the way down. I mean, you could say this about starting any company, but the thing with NFTs and crypto is that there's no blueprint. You're, you you jump in, you have no idea what's going on. Um, but like the way that you talked about like putting together a good team, spreading everything equally, putting the, putting a lot of the due diligence into you, the, into the, into the community, you're doing it the right way. So I'm, I'm 100% bullish on, on what you're working on just by the way that you're explaining how, how you operate the team. No, brilliant. Yeah, I say, I, I, you know, it's a passion. It's a passion. You have to have a, a passion for it to do it. You know, it's uh, I, I quite enjoy the the social aspect of NFTs. You know, putting aside rug dolls when I was in there, I loved meeting people around the world. You know, I, it's one of my hobbies uh, was traveling. You know, I, I back in 2019, I backpacked around Southeast Asia on my own solo. Literally got a backpack, jumped on a plane, one way ticket straight to Asia, and I, I explored. You know, went all over there, and then I've come back after after a year, jumped on my motorbike uh, back to the UK, jumped on my motorbike. I rode to Turkey, rode up to Norway. On my own solo, I camped under the northern stars. You know, I love meeting people. You know, finding out what they're about and stuff. And that's that's my passion. So when I went to NFTs and I could all of a sudden, in the palm of my hand, can just all of a sudden start talking to someone from you know America or they could to Australia or wherever you wherever you may be. You know, it's it's just mad. I feel like that is the future, and that's what draws me to NFTs and you know helping help. That's why I want to help because that's uh, I think it's the future. I believe in it quite passionately <laughs> that's awesome i i just got back from a trip i wasn't i wasn't obviously it wasn't as cool as yours i was backpacking so i just i just got back from a trip i was in i was in lisbon uh, budapest prague did a bunch of shrooms in budapest and freaked out <laughs> um that was actually a pretty funny story i was like in a massive crowd and me and my girlfriend were like tripping on mushrooms and we needed to get out of the we need to get out of the crowd, so we, but there was a big old Ferris wheel, so we're like, oh my god, let's just get on the Ferris wheel and get away from this crowd. So we ended up like on the Ferris wheel, looking over, looking out this like amazing view over Budapest. It was really cool. But what was uh, like? Where where in Southeast Asia did you? Uh, started in Thailand. Uh, started a little island called Koh Lanta. Uh, I was there for about a month, and then I travelled over to. Uh, I followed the coast down. I ended up in Penang, Georgetown. Uh, from there, we went Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. Uh, then I carried on going down south to Malacca. Uh, from Malacca, we ended up in Singapore. Uh, then I went up uh, up the right-hand side, back into Malaysia again. Uh, found a little island called Tiaman Island, which is basically like a diver's paradise. Never dived in my life before. But as soon, it's funny, it's a funny story, really. I, I got on the island, 
Uh, the first people I met, they went, hi, do you want to go diving? And I went, why do you sound English? They went, we're from Leeds. And I was like, you're from Leeds? I'm, I'm like thousands of miles away from the UK and I've found the only people in Malaysia that are English. So I went, yeah, go on then, I'll go diving. So they took me diving. That was an experience in itself. Uh, anyway, so we went back from Tiamen Island, went back across. Uh, it's a funny story again. I was on my way to Bangkok. I ended up losing my backpack. I forgot it. It was on a coach. <laughs> so I had to chase my backpack. I had to try and locate it. Uh, and that made, that got me to a little island called Koh uh, Leap. And that was literally paradise on earth. I didn't want to leave, but unfortunately I had to. So I left there, traveled up to Bangkok from Bangkok for a bit. Uh, then I went to, from Bangkok, I went to Cambodia. Went to Siem Reap, which is where Angkor Wat is, and the big temples and everything. Stayed there, over to Vietnam. Went down to South Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh. And then got a plane over to, back to Thailand, uh, and then to Chiang Mai. So it was a good good experience. You know, if you've never done it, I'd definitely recommend doing it, because, you know, one life, live it and all that. But, yeah, you know, it's, uh, over there, it's dirt cheap, you know, you know. <laughs> I swear, I was just saying this. I'm thinking like, oh, man. And then Parker has this story. I'm like, oh, maybe I think I need to do a trip. And this Southeast Asia sounds pretty cool, <laughs> especially when you said like paradise on earth. I'm like, all right, let me get on Google and see what I can find. No, I was just saying, if, yeah, if you go over I, there, the people in Southeast Asia are probably no, the friendliest people really you'll ever meet on earth. Yeah, you know, you go over there, the, uh, you don't have to know the language. They all speak English. So, you know, you, you, you can get on with everyone. Uh, but it's great to, you know, you can learn a little bit of their language. Um, uh, but yeah, they're the, the, the really friendly. They tell you where to go. You know, you can just make so many friends. And that many backpackers over there, you, you know, you, everyone goes over there. So you just make so many friends. It's great. Again, connecting, connecting in Web2. <laughs> I think um, even to like just piggyback on your, on your point with like connecting and stuff like that, I think it's like yeah, really interesting cool. that like crypto and NFTs because like Bitcoin and like the blockchain technology has been around for a while. But I also think like it taking off kind of happened around the same time or like like in the pandemic and out of the pandemic, right, where people were saving up money. They had more money to like invest in tokens and NFTs and things of that nature. But people were also experiencing like certain lockdowns, right, where they couldn't connect with other people um, in a traditional sense or ways that they were used to. And like, uh, I think before Twitter Spaces, there was an application called Clubhouse, but I think it, it, it had the same technology as Twitter Spaces, where it's just like you're in a room with people and you get to just talk all audio. And and uh, funny enough, Parker, this is how like I met like some of the VCs, like when I was uh, doing Arrow around this time. It was just on Clubhouse. And I thought it was pretty interesting because I'm like, all right, these are, you know, VCs managing like multi-million dollar funds, but you could just talk to them in a room like you know on an application that has maybe you know 30 people 100 people um very early in its inception which i thought was like pretty cool but i i noticed how people would stay in there for hours a day and i think like twitter spaces um kind of took on like that same life because people have found like a new way to connect and you you, you've seen it barker and i'm pretty i'm pretty sure alex you've seen it too um it's kind of extreme especially like in spaces and in discord where it's like the the conversations don't stop it's 24 7 and um especially like building a community like you got to be there you got to show up um so i guess i could pivot that into a question How, how do you manage that with working a full-time job having a newborn son um but being a founder and making sure you show up and you're in the spaces and you're in the discord and connecting with everyone it's it's uh, it's all about organization <laughs> you have to have crazy organization skills so 
when I'm at work, I, I shouldn't really say this, but when I'm at work, I'm pretty much on my phone all the time. I'm literally like, my office at work is the toilet. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to the loo and then straight on my phone. You know, I'm, 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 I'm always on my phone and uh, it's uh, break times, dinner times. Yeah, you know, you have to squeeze it in. And actually there's an application on your phone, which basically tells you how, lo- how much screen time that you've got. And I think I checked it, it was like 11 and a half hours on Discord in the week. And I was like, oh God, I'm, go- I'm getting addicted here. <laughs> but then at night time, like you say, I've, at first, the missus, right, it's a funny story. When I, when I launched Rug Dolls, I was actually in Spain on my family, only family holiday that we have. And I said, I thought to myself, it'll only be a couple of hours launching it. It'll be fine. It, I was up till four in, four in the morning and then two, three days after, literally just on, on it all the time. So I owe the missus a holiday at the minute because I pretty much ruined that one. But yeah, it's all about organisation. It's, uh, you know, I, I, as soon as I get home, I'm, I'm on there. I, I say to the guys, right, what's going, what have I missed? What have we done? You know, um, if you've got some Discord games or giveaways, you know, the, the uh, luckily my, mo- my moderators, they're actually really organised as well. So they also help with the organisation process. They'll go, oh, Alex, you need to give this away. Or Alex, you've forgotten this. So I can jump on there and just do it. So it's great. Again, it leads back to having the right people around you. So like uh, Laura, who was our moderator, she was just a, she was a holder at, uh, of Rug Dolls. And basically we identified that she was really good at doing organisation. She was always opening tickets, saying, oh, you should do this, you should do that, giving us tips. And, you know, I thought, this this girl's good. So we took her on as, I said, do you want to come on as moderator? So she said, yeah. And then she does all the announcements. She does all the organisation. She introduced me to a little programme called Asana. Have you heard of that one before? It's like a project management. Yeah, so we started using that where we could add all the team members and we could all start adding tasks and things like that to it so we don't uh, forget things. So we we do a lot of, you know, it's all about key organisation. It's uh, I know it's, Easier said than done, but I think you know if you're if you're in this for the long game, which we are, you need to have a good, good foundation with organisation and everything. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That, that's good. Um, and also, yeah. uh, just another question about the project. because um, yeah. I'm curious, when did you guys? Uh, I know you said you were on your family holiday, but like, what, what time was this when when you guys launched? Was it like uh, this the was spring, this summer? November the first, we launched. Uh, we launched our collection of. Uh, we were before we were together beforehand before we launched. Obviously, about a month before, and then we launched on November the first, uh, and then we minted out uh, uh, December the first because it was exactly one month when we minted out five thousand five hundred and fifty-five. Well, actually, we minted out three thousand eight hundred. We actually put a thousand aside to uh, basically do a, a trade center, which we've got in Rug Dolls. We've got a, basically a trade center, so. We minted first to obviously get a bit of money in so we could carry on, carry on growing the project first. And then once we said to the guys, we've, gonna, we've hit 3,800 NFTs minted out, we're going to release 1,000, which we reserved. And with them 1,000, we basically invited everyone, all the holders to send in their rug project, their rug NFTs to us. So they sent in the 1,000 rug NFTs, and then we sent 1,000 rug dolls back out to these guys. And at the time, the floor was 0.035, and that actually equates to $40,000. Uh, sorry, it's not $40,000. It's uh, $29,000 worth of rug dolls we sent out to these guys. So it's one way we gave back to the, you know, help rug survivors, which, again, attracted people to our project because they wanted to refresh their wallets. They wanted to get rid of these. In, they wanted to empty the hidden folder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, that was and that, that's really clever. I'm, like who are you the the brains behind this this concept 
Wow. Yeah, that's, 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 that's genius. Like I say, when, when we got rugged, like, you know, in Voodoo Dolls, I basically said to the guys, you know, I said, let's make this project. And I said, well, what do we, you know, one of the guys said, I've got 200, I've got, I've got to add another 50 to my 200 I've got in my hidden folder. And I said, well, I've got a load. And all the other guys were like, well, I've got loads, you know. And I thought, what can you, how can you use these rugged NFTs that people deem worthless? How can you use them and change them into actually something that you can use and give you something back? So it's a little bit like a safety net sort of thing so that's what we tried to use our we basically wanted to create a trade center which will swap out uh, this is phase one by the way which will swap out uh root nfts for our nft and if you go on our website we've actually screenshotted every single nft that they sent in and put it on the wall of shame so you can actually see the thousand nfts on there as well and that will continue we'll keep adding to that because phase two is around the corner we're actually got we've got staking coming out and with the staking, it comes with an ERC20 coin. And what we want to do is, I come up with a problem. Like you say, as a founder, you keep coming up with these problems. Someone said to me, well, what happens if someone comes up to you and they've got 500 rugged NFTs? How are you going to how are you gonna cope with giving them 500 NFTs? And I said, well, you can't because we've only got a, a limited collection. So that basically, when, when we created staking, we, got, we get an ERC20 coin with that, which is called rugs with a Z. And... Instead of swapping NFTs for their rug tokens, we're going to start swapping coins for their NFTs, which then now we can swap a lot more rug We can take in a lot more rugged NFTs because the supply of the coin is, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be. And then you think, and then you've got to think, well, what are people going to do with them coins? Well, you know, you've got to find a utility for that. So it's always a chain. There's always something of something of something. So we started building a vault, a rug dolls vault. And with that vault, we're putting, we start. Uh, putting nfts in there so we've been approaching projects saying guys you know we, we, we're, we're fighting the war on rugs as it says on the side of my arm <laughs> war on rugs um do you do you guys want to sponsor us and sponsor us means basically you know give uh donate some of your nfts to our vault which then in turn you know you might think oh why is he giving nfts to the vault well if a rugs survivor comes up to him swaps it for their coin and then buys or uh, buys their NFT from our vault. It's another holder for them, another bit of exposure for them, and they're actually helping because they're converting a rugged NFT to essentially their NFT as well. So, it's we've so we've currently got we've got about eleven sponsors uh, partners now uh, so far. So we're actually slowly growing. Like I say, we've got some. Uh, we've even got DJ uh, Molly. I don't know if you heard DJ Molly. Um, that's uh, basically a, a, an NFT project which is a virtual DJ. Um, I've actually spoken to the founder, and they're trying to get into Creamfields and big events of that. So, you know, it's uh, it's quite a big project. Lazy Bunnies, Zom NFT, Zombie Social Club. You know, we've got quite a few. So they've donated. We've got about five hundred in so far in the vault, and uh, and then but I'm actually going to be putting another five thousand NFTs into that vault in the next probably the next week. And again, I'll tell you a little bit more about that with the uh, the merch shop and how I've sort of used this site, the merch shop idea to sort of grow it which we're, we're currently doing. So, but yeah, with the Trade Centre, that's our first primary utility of rug dolls, you know, because I think there's that many rug, rug pulls out there and people want to, you know, that many wallets with rugged NFTs out there. They're going to come to us because they want to just do something with what they've got. So, so it's, uh, it's uh, all in the pipeline, <laughs> phase two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat>
Yeah, of course. So basically with our staking, it's a, it'll be a separate platform from our website, but it'll be accessible from our website. You'll click it and then you'll be able to connect your wallet. When you connect your wallet, it'll determine how many rug dolls you've got in your wallet. So say you've got five rug dolls and then you, it'll be soft staking. So you'll click them or five and you'll press stake. So you, the, the contract knows that you're staking them. And then each day it'll be uh, you'll be able to claim. I think we haven't done the, the coin prices yet, how much you're going to get. But essentially you'll get rugs ERC. And then it'll be a little button at the top, which will say claim. You'll click claim and then it'll put it straight into your wallet. So the actual rugs coin is a, a ERC20 token. So it stays in your in your wallet. It's not like, a, you know, you've got in Discord, you get virtual currency and things like that. It's not like that. It's actual, you know, it's actual tradable ERC20. And then with that, there'll be a marketplace, which will be separate again. You'll be able to click on it and then you'll be able to buy, use them to buy. So with a staking, it's basically however many uh, NFTs that you hold, rug dolls, it's uh, a daily, you know, accumulation of rugs. And then you can, again, you need a utility of that. You can't just keep accumulating and not have anything you can do with it. That's where you can then go to the marketplace and use them to purchase items. And we're actually thinking of putting merchandise on there as well. So you can buy other merchandise and things. Um, but again, we're putting, I'm putting 5,000 other NFTs. So basically, well, I'll try, I'll try and explain the merchandise shop for you because then it puts it all into context. We've created a merchandise shop. <coughs> Excuse me. We've created a merchandise shop, and that merchandise shop is a merchandise shop. But when someone purchases an item, I've set it so an email gets sent out to the purchaser who's made an order. The, the, that will then direct them to our website, which will basically say, uh, "Thank you for purchasing your order. Um, welcome to Rug Dolls. Here's how to claim your free NFT." Okay, so we're also trying to target people that aren't into crypto. That's one of our things that we want to try and do. So anyone can buy it merchandise. You know, if it's, if it's nice looking, someone will buy it, even if they're not into crypto. They'll get this email. It'll tell them how to make a wallet, a MetaMask wallet, in step-by-step -step instructions. And then it'll say, to claim your free NFT, once they've created their wallet, uh, please take a picture. Once you've got the merchandise, please take a picture of it. You're wearing it. Please tag yourself, tag us on social media, and then join this Discord link. And then when they come in, they can create a ticket, and then we can send them a free NFT, which it's basically we've got a, a second collection which we're actually just it's, today it's actually uh, being released today it's just finished and that's called the social rug doll social collection i've called it um and what is it's basically the it's, it looks similar to the first collection but they're all holding traits like a different thing in their hand a different item and that will unlock a different room in the discord so you'll have like games uh popcorn travel all the different things that people can be not into crypto can also be interested in so you know everyone knows how to use a chat room so i'm open to try and bring them in the people that aren't into crypto by using this method and then once they're in then i guess i've got i'm running a rug dolls ambassador uh program which is basically we ask community members with certain skills to be ambassadors of each room and then if say someone wants you know is, in, is into like cooking someone wants to know what recipe they want Someone that we've got, that actually we've found, has got 20 years of experience as a chef. And you're like, oh, why don't you try this this weekend? And different things like that. And one of our one of our core team members is a qualified doctor. So we've got a health room. We'll have a health room in there. You can, you know, if you've got any ailments or anything, you can speak to someone. Health, mental health, you know, all different things in this room. So that's a 10,000 uh, large collection, that is. And I'm putting 5,000 of them into the vault as well. So people will be able to stake their rug, the original collection use their rugs, and then they can choose which trait they like off the marketplace and then join these rooms and then be involved into all these activities. And 
Also, another way of looking at revenue is uh, affiliate links, trying to use different affiliate links, uh, partnering with in real life companies and dropping them links actually in these different rooms. So say booking.com, I'm, I'm a, you know, because I've used booking.com so much, uh, like in my past, you know, I'm, I'm automatically an affiliate partner. So I can actually drop that link in where the people in the travel room will get the discount and we'll get paid clicks per link. And the same with all the other ones. So we're going to try that as a different, another revenue stream for the project. And all any any revenue that we get is basically going towards uh, refilling our vault, the sponsors that I mentioned previously, sweeping their floors to, to fill the vault. So that it's actually a two-way street. It's not just us keep taking NFTs off and being donated. So I've got, you know, you've got to think of all these different cycles and ways how you can sort of do it. So that's, that's the merchandise store uh, basically explained. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, like say with the, I'm hoping it self, self uh, funds itself and I'm hoping it uh, self markets and advertises itself with the, the incentive to get the free NFT with the take a picture of yourself, tag, tag rug dolls and get it out and just try to get all the pictures of social uh, media all over. Uh, you know, trying to make it viral, as they say. Yeah. So, so and, and that's what, so yeah. what I, I kind of want to uh, ask a question about. And Parker, I'm pretty sure you're curious with this too, right? Because like these these concepts, these ideas, I, I personally think it's genius. It, it, it makes perfect sense, especially for the space and the times that we're in. Um, but I know like a part of that equation is exposure. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure like Parker, you'd be is just as curious as me. And like, how are you guys approaching like the, the marketing and exposure um, to make sure as many people as possible know about what you're doing? And like you said, also onboard new people that aren't like, you know, crypto natives. Well, that's, that was one of the, one of the uh, ideas of did, why I did the merch store as I did, because, you know, it, it's a bit of an outreach for people and it's a way for getting real people from the, the community to, you know, when people see real people wearing stuff, you know, I can all day long go on Twitter and go, oh, look at me in my hat and my jumper. But, you know, if it's actual real people and individual people saying, look at this, how I'm wearing what I've got, it makes you sort of want to see, learn a bit more about it. So that was one way we sort of I've decided to try and do a bit of marketing. We haven't spent anything on marketing at the minute or advertising because, like I say, we're only we're only two months, two to three months old now. So, you know, we're relying on community power at the minute, you know, and then with the times being in the bear market, a lot of people, you know, I speak to other founders and they say, you know, don't spend any money on marketing at the minute because it's you may as well just throw your money down the drain. You know, and this money isn't mine. You know, it's this money that I've got in this project wallet. It's the people who are running, you know, the community's money. I don't like spending it frivolously. Is that a word? I don't like just, you know, I don't like just, is that a word? I don't like just, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I'll only spend that money if I really need to. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a plus for the project or if it will get us in further along the field. You know, I don't want to just, you know, a lot of people just go, Oh, just spend it. That'll do. You know, let's get this influencer, and then five down, five days down the line, it's like, well, what's the point in that? A, a, a perfect example of that was Shirio, the, the, the project that I mentioned before. When I first joined them, they got Riley Reed to wear a T-shirt. You know, the porn star Riley Reed. They got Riley Reed to uh, wear a T-shirt, and again, it was like in the sort of start of the bear market. Well, I say bear market, but it was a start of. It was in January, and it had a bit of a. It was a. It was a double-edged sword. Two people going oh, it's a brilliant idea. And some of them were like, why have you done that? You've just basically degraded the whole image of Shirio, which is a, tra a trading card game. Why are you introducing a porn star to it? But basically, I don't know how much they paid, but I don't think it did very well. You know, 
I'm actually quite heavily involved in Shirio because I've I was in it from the start. I wrote their wiki for him, you know, explaining all the cards and everything. I got into, you know, I, I spoke to quite the, the 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 core members, so I learned a lot doing that sort of process, which has helped me in rug dolls. But um, you know, marketing wise, I don't at the minute. I don't want to spend any money because I just feel like I'm wasting money. So I will 100% be uh, be following your project a bit more. Um, I'm definitely gonna get in your get in your Discord and probably gonna get one of those sweaters that you have on your on your merch site. I actually do like the uh, neck sweater with the little logo on the on the chest. I did. I thought that was pretty sweet. So that we like to do for all of our guests is just give you the floor to announce anything that you have coming up in the short term to talk to your community. Um, any call to actions that uh, that you maybe like want our, want our listeners to check out? Brilliant. So yeah, so I say check out our merchandise shop. Um, it's on Shopify. We've got three collections on there. We've got the Rug Labs collection, we've got the Rug Dolls collection, and the RDZ collection. All I can say, really, you know, this space is wild west. You know, we've all got to look after each other, and uh, you know, it's education. Educate as many people as you can. Bring as many people as you can in, but make sure you educate them. And, and I just want to end with a quote. Like I always end on my spaces. Uh, the quote is, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. There we go. Yeah, man. So uh, thanks a lot, Alex, for joining us. Uh, everyone, this is episode 12, the Vault Podcast with Rug Dolls and Alex from Rug Labs.